listening to Ouija Broads. This is Dr. Liz. This is Dr. Liz? Oh, yeah, Dr. I did it. Liz. Congratulations. Liz, tell everybody what you what you just did. You just got your... PhD. In what? In health services research, which doesn't sound as exciting, but basically, I think everybody thinks that doctors are the ones who, like, look at cancer treatments and figure out which one is better. Mm-mm. And actually, 95% of doctors are very bad at research. No. And it's people like me who look into that. And specifically, I don't look at how the chemo works. I look at how the policy works. Yes. And I tell you if the policies are making us sicker or not. You guys and don't even like know. You guys don't even know how much Liz has your back. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're a person with a disability. Yes. That's what I tell people I do is I'm a disability researcher. Yes. It's this is an important population in a, a healthcare system and they just keep trying to fucking hot potato it someplace mm-hmm. else. Like oh, our system would be so cheap and everybody would have access if we just put the sick people on an island that we'll call a high risk pool. And you're like, that's not, the island is still <laughs> going to be part of the country. <laughs> it's an attached type island, yeah. not one of the floating ones with a what palm tree on it, like a far side cartoon. <laughs> like a far side cartoon. That's perfect. Yeah. No, this island is Florida, so it's yeah. still attached there, guys. It's still hanging down like, like a little penis. Not. Yep. <laughs> Liz, I'm so proud of you. I'm so fucking proud of you. Good job, man. I thought I was just going to die a student. I'm in Mm -hmm. like 26th grade or something. You're definitely. It's the worst. Yeah, 26th, 27th. It's got to be one of those two. Yeah, but now I'm done. And I thought I would tell you about a weird Northwest story because fuck it. I'm sorry we missed last week, people. But like, yeah, I went to North Carolina to do that. And then I immediately went to Seattle to do a conference. Mm-hmm. And Devin went to fucking Europe. <laughs> because life is unfair. And I get good things for no reason at all. What do you think? Uh, you know, it was it was cool. Um, I uh it was amazing i'm not going to complain about europe there's there's no absolute reason on this earth that i should p- complain about a free trip to europe because my sister kayla took me like it, it's stupid for me to say bad things about it um paris smelled like pp and mm-hmm. um the drivers are masochists they're absolute awful people to be around when you're in a car so that was scary and that's a lot because you're from boston uh, right now. i'm in boston right now and these drivers were if you took the the lack of lanes and recklessness of boston drivers with the intensity and volume of la drivers and you threw in just the general mentality of the wild west and then you put it all on the autobahn yeah it was, uh, it, I mean, it was, it was genuinely scary at times. And so you've got all these little cars zipping in and out and going everywhere and everyone is honking. And at the same time, probably two thirds of the population are on motorcycles or mopeds. 
And so you've got these little tiny guys with app. They don't fucking have their tin can cage around them, dude. It's just their little yeah. leggies and their arms sticking right out there that could get squished. And their big watermelon on top of their neck. <laughs> exactly. And they're just zipping in and out and lane splitting and cutting you off and moving around and going when there's pedestrians and going when there aren't pedestrians. And, you know, the lights are completely a suggestion there. Absolutely pirate code where it's just <laughs> a set of guidelines. They're not rules. <laughs> so yeah i seem to remember that from italy that italians drivers approach was like i'm gonna do what i want and if it's not working i'll keep trying but i'll do it slower or faster yeah depend yeah we'll see if somebody will like get out of the way yeah and everybody took that approach and just leaning on the horn the whole time and yeah. they're like no don't you understand i get to be on the sidewalk right now not this other car Mm-mm. and meanwhile you're like plastered against a door frame trying to not die and it's a medieval door frame, so it's got all those yeah. those pointy little pyramids sticking out of it. That was terrible. Oh like, my gosh! Gargoyle bite on my ass. I bet you did, man. <laughs> Enough about my personal life. Oh, I finally <laughs> saw the Shape of Water. So oh, yeah. good. Is it? I really want to see it. It's one of those that's on my list, and I want to see it. But whenever I've got time, I'm just so fried that I'm not yes. able to turn it on and actually watch it. So it is going to enchant you. Oh, I finally I got wait. around to seeing it. And as somebody who like cares about disability and monsters and how those concepts <laughs> overlap and all this kind of stuff, somebody who's wanted to like bang Doug Jones like a screen door in yeah. a hurricane ever since Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Like, at 110%. I never, ever <laughs> thought I would see a movie like this. It was delightful. Oh, I saw the airplane version. So now I have to see the other version. Yeah, you do. There's a whole section where, um, so the main character doesn't speak. She uses sign language. And her friend asks her about a picture. And what the captions told me she signed is, it's fine. But they blurred her hands. <laughs> so i feel like maybe she didn't say the picture was fine but at a different point and of course i'm talking with my hands a lot right now i bet you are in the movie she's signing f-u-c-k-y-o-u over and over and it spelled that out so i'm like what the fuck did she say about that painting i can't wait i can't wait i really need to know yeah i really need to know yeah so yeah that's that's your film recommendation is shape of water uh, so yeah, and I want to tell you about a game. I feel like games have kind of fallen under my wow. purview. Games are your like bailiwick. Food games, yeah, yeah. What is a bailiwick? Like I know conceptually, but it sounds very medieval. It does sound very medieval. I thought that uh, I've only ever heard it as that's in my bailiwick. That's in my wheelhouse. That's under my purview. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a thing, wow. Is there any straightforward word for that? That's something I'm interested in and know something about. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably a word in German. We have to have a whole sentence for it. <laughs> You're probably right. Okay, but games. I games. like to talk about games. We've talked about the Oregon Trail. Okay. I loved that episode. Yes. We've talked about Polybius. Polybius. The urban legend arcade game. Mm-hmm. Matt came on the show and talked about Mario. Correct. The Seattle native and how Mario conquered the U.S. from the Northwest. Correct. This game is a little more physical. But don't worry, I'm not really telling you about sports. Uh, this is a story uh, about tag. What? Yeah. The game of tag? The game of tag. Now, it was not invented in the Northwest, but 
I think we do it best because I'm going to tell you a story about 10 boys from Gonzaga Prep. Okay, but first. Who have playing oh, the longest running game of tag. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Okay. I, yeah, I dropped my phone a little bit, but I was going to say, um, first of all, like, seriously, I will take things that I never thought would have had to have been invented for 200, Alex. And that is yes. the game of tag. <laughs> all right. Tell me about our friends at Gonzaga. Okay. So why this came onto my radar is it's actually a movie that's out right now. Gotcha. It stars Jeremy Renner, John Hamm, Hannibal Barras, a couple other people. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I don't know anything about it. I'm not recommending it because I don't know. <laughs> but it's based on a true story, and it's a true Spokane story. <laughs> yes. So back in the day. Let me find out when specifically the day was here. Yeah. Do you know, is it is the movie set in Spokane? Yes, but it was mostly filmed in Atlanta for some God reason. God damn we it. To get our freaking film credits back on track. God How else am it. I going to get to watch Z Nation and go, I know that. I know that place. I know where that is. I remember I when that happened. I watched all of the Rachel divide just so I could be like, I know there. <laughs> That's <laughs> totally fair. Yeah. So... People know, because we've talked about it on the show, that there's a university in Spokane called Gonzaga. Yes. Not Gonzaga. Uh, it's Gonzaga. G-O-N-Z-A-G-A. And Gonzaga has a high school, which is known as Gonzaga Preparatory Skr- School. Yeah. <laughs> Skrull? Skrull. Gonzaga Preparatory School, a.k.a. G-Prep. In high school, uh, Gonzaga Prep was, G-Prep was the place where everybody um, had drug problems because their parents were rich so they could afford drugs. Oh, that has a certain logic to mm-hmm. it, yeah. Well, this is more wholesome. I, I felt the need to feature some non-toxic masculinity. And if the god of podcasting is good, none of these guys will milkshake duck between now and when this episode comes out. Right. Or when I keep leaving it up. But we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. It's ten dudes. I really feel like I'm rolling the dice on this. <laughs> like, so you can run the math on the that. The odds but- are not good. One of you <laughs> has done something nefarious. But let's hope they're all good guys because they sound really fun. Okay. A lot of these guys knew each other all the way back in elementary school. Oh, like first sweet. grade. And they went to the same like Catholic elementary schools and stuff. Oh. And let's see. So there's 10 guys. Uh, there's Sean Raftus, Mark Mangert, Brian Dennehy, just like the actor who's actually in the movie. I found that very confusing. <laughs> I think they did it just to, like, make a trivia question in 10 years. Totally. Right? Okay. So, Brian Dennehy, Patrick Schulteis, Bill Akers, Rich Br- Rick Bruya, Tom- Joe Tambari, and Joey Caffero. So, there's two Joeys, and they call one of them Beefy. So, that helps. He's mine. Dibs on beefy. Yep. <laughs> He's yours. Mm-hmm. So Joey C. Joe Tombari says, I still remember riding on the handlebars of Joey's bike. He just let go, put his hands over your eyes, and keep pedaling. That oh. was Joey C. Oh. Yeah. That's so stand by me. That's like 50s wholesome right? amazing. When uh yes. when were they all in elementary school together? What years? 
1982 okay. was when they were, like, I think sophomores or so. Okay. So they all end up at Gonzaga Prep. They're in, like, different years somewhat. Most of them are in the same year. And you can just imagine the energy of these guys running around with, like, the priests, right? Yes. So... Uh, but what Joey says is at St. Al's, it felt like there was really no adult supervision. It was almost like a challenge every day to see what we could get away with. <laughs> so they start talking about uh, how they worked really hard. They were trying to like be engaged academically. But this is a thing that I found true. Brian says, without a doubt, the Jesuits had an appreciation for humor. Yes. Especially if it demonstrated some sort of intelligence. And I've definitely found that with the Jesuits. So, and so at some point during the 1981-1982 school year, nine of the guys are juniors, one is a senior. Okay. And during their recess, they start playing tag. And it consumes them. Like, these are teenage <laughs> boys, right? And one of them says, mayhem, I think, is the appropriate term for it. Like, it's not just they're running around the playground. Like, they're all over the school grounds, running through the doors, like, running upstairs, <laughs> knocking people over, taking it incredibly seriously. Oh, seriously. And it would, yeah, it would start as soon as the bell rang for their break, and it would end when the bell rang again. Okay. Okay, fair. You know, I, I believe we went and quilted during that time period. Uh, I'm also but, really frustrated that they got a recess and we didn't. Because I don't remember us uh, getting a recess in high school. Yeah. Balls. No, I'm like, was that their free period? Right. Or maybe I'm just calling it recess because they chose to use it to play a recess game. <laughs> <laughs> but so, the very last day of school, the guy who gets left being it is Tom Barry. And usually I would explain, but, like, if you don't know what tag is, you need to also know what Google is. Go have a good time. I think there's some regional variations. I'm a little sassy right now. I've been, like, working for three straight weeks, no weekends at this point, well, and a lot of travel. And like you said, there are regional variations. You get the no tag backs rule, or you get the no mm-hmm. tag backs for, you know, 30 seconds rule or something like that. Yeah. So these guys play no tag backs, which makes a lot of sense when you've got 10, ten guys, yeah. right? Yeah, so here's the first point at which the game gets a little bit intense. So, Tambari is it. Okay. And Tambari is like, I'm not going to be it all summer. So, he doesn't have a six period. The senior is already graduated, and Tambari goes, I'm going to drive up to his house and tag him. <laughs> He knows he only has 30 minutes. There's a couple ways you can go. He turns right on Monroe on the way up, because this guy lives up on, like, five mile. All right. And it, he says, wrong choice. It probably cost me four minutes. <laughs> and just down from his house, he sees Schulthais, the senior, walking out and just standing there. And he's like, that's weird. Uh-huh. And what happened is another one of the guys had called from school and said, you didn't hear it from me, but Tambari's going to borrow my car and come up to tag you. Be prepared. <laughs> so he's standing by his mom's stage wagon, And when he sees Tambari coming, he jumps in the station wagon and locks all the doors. <laughs> now, Tambari is still trying to make this work. So he says, uh, Ake needs his copy of Mice and Men back for his final. And then the guy he's trying to tag is like, are you it? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. yeah. Like he drops his head in failure because these guys play by a couple of rules. One of them is no tag backs. And another is if you 
are it. You have to say so when people ask you. All right. You can't lie about it. All right. So Tambari is not willing to, like, break the glass, but it's the last day of school. He's freaking out, and he wasn't able to get this guy. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I got it. I got to get back to school and tag one of my friends before the school year is over. <laughs> so there's three or four of them standing around at school, and Tambari comes, like, ripping into the parking lot, jumping out of his car, running across the lawn, and when he's 30 yards away, the bell rings and the school year is over. <gasps> no, Tombari, I'm so sorry. Um, so they're all like, ah, you're it for life. You're it forever, you know? <laughs> like, we're all going to graduate. We're obviously never going to play tag anymore. Uh, so what they call this one, because they have names for the various tags that are very memorable, they call this the Judas tag. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> somebody ratted him out. Yeah. <sighs> so they were like, well, cool. He's it. That's great. We're not going to worry about it. We're done, right? Obviously. Mm-hmm. It was fun while it lasted. Mm-hmm. However... After senior year, nine of them go off to college, just like, you know, the the older guy already has. Um, they're spread all over the West Coast. One of them is living in Boston. Okay. And in December of 1989, a couple of them get together at the Duchess Tavern in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And they start talking about tag. Because, of course, they're like, ah, Tambari, you're it. You got to buy the first round. <laughs> like, as they say, when we're together, we always act like we're 15 years old again. Yeah. Yeah. I know that one. Mm-hmm. And then Joe says, maybe we should keep playing tag. So since there was beer, okay. instead of being like, yeah, whatever, they all start writing it down and make a plan. Oh, my God. So there's this new thing for these adults in college Every February is tag month, because obviously they can't do this all year. Yeah. There's no tag backs. Okay. You have to be honest. And they actually call their buddy, the senior, who's now starting as a lawyer in the Bay Area, and he, like, types up a whole contract <laughs> and sends it to everybody. Like, it's not emailed, right? Like, they have to actually send it. Legit. Send it back to him, and they all sign this agreement. Okay. So... That means that February 1st, 1990 is opening day. Oh, my God. Joe Tambari is it. And he has been ever since the Judas tag. Yes. Right? Eight years before. Yes. And as this exciting article says, by the early morning hours of February 2nd, two tags will have gone down. Ooh. <laughs> yes. And nobody knows what's happening. Like, nobody anticipates how seriously they're taking this for some reason. So Tambari and Mike are in the car and he just reaches over and tags him and is like, you're it. And he's like, oh, (laughs) crap. Damn it. Okay. So that night, like it's two in the morning and Mike's like, I don't, I'm not done. So they know Patrick never locks his garage. So goes over there, raises the garage door, slips through the kitchen, opens the door, turns on the light and Brian Dennehy is there in bed with his girlfriend. Of course. Um, so his girlfriend says, run, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good girlfriend. Yeah. She knew what the stakes were. She did. <laughs> she was going to lose her man for half of February while I tried to tag someone. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, but Brian gets okay. tagged, presumably. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the tag kind of runs in like fits and starts in those early years, apparently. Like it's not always something they put a ton of time into. Okay. But sometimes they get pretty into it. And one of the things that stands out about this is because of the no tag backs, sometimes they almost pass it to each other. So this is where we get the drive-by tag, which is, so Bruya, well, he's passed out on the couch after what he calls a good rager. Uh-huh. Uh, he wakes up and he's got a note on him that says, tag, you're it. <laughs> and he's like, oh, man, okay. He, they live 40 miles away, but he's going to come back the next weekend and stake him out. Okay. So they go into hiding. Oh, my God, and Yes. <laughs> Uh, he knows that Patrick and Brian live nearby too. So he calls up and he's like, do you want to tag Patrick, Brian? Like Brian answers the phone. I'm sure whoever answered the phone, he would have been like, do you want to tag the other guy? <laughs> yes. So they make a deal and he's like, I'll be by in 10 minutes. Drives down his house, a uh, drive by the house, sticks out his hand out the window, doesn't stop or get out and tag his <laughs> So what Patrick remembers is I remember sitting in the front room. Brian was hanging around and he walked out the front door for a minute. He came running back in and tagged me. <laughs> I ran out, but Bria was already gone and it was the last day of February. So now Patrick got to be it all year. The whole year. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my yeah, goodness. Yeah, I bet it's, it's got to get really intense the last day. Yeah. So we also have the stereo tag, or I don't the trunk tag maybe? Okay. All right. So Kafaro wants to tag Tambari. He's in Seattle. Tambari is in California. I should note at this point, Raftus, Sean Raftus, is a priest. Oh. So, man, he took that Jesuit. So he, Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So he takes the tag and flies down to San Jose and he says, oh, you know, they they pick each other up and they're like, let's go meet Joe. I'm going to tell Joe I got a new stereo. And they put the priest in the trunk of the car <laughs> <laughs> and pull up. <laughs> okay. And he hears the key in the lock and it pops and he sees a hand come down. And unfortunately, it's not Joe. It's Joanne, the girlfriend. Oh, and she's so startled. She backs up and falls over the curb. <laughs> and Joe's like, oh, my God, Joanne. And he jumps out and tags him. <laughs> there was a sweet. casualty on that one. Definitely. Some civilians got in the way. Uh, yeah. You know, but it's cost to do it business. It's just warfare, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah so people didn't really get it for a long time mm -hmm. but the wall street journal found out about this which i didn't read the wall street journal article because it wanted to charge me and Ew. i didn't feel like it no not for the wall street journal no but the story hits the stands and everybody starts calling them and is like we want to do something with this story like we want to interview you and it actually eventually gets optioned for the movie amazing which they ended up making yeah so i thought it was great the inlander did this fantastic story that i've been using as a reference okay. about the game yes and what's really special about it is it's both the game and the joy of like coming up with something creative mm -hmm. and also the friendship and, yeah. and using this as a way to make sure you're always staying in touch with your friends and like Half the fun, I think, most of the fun for them is planning it. Yes, you know, absolutely. With somebody else, like, yeah, you're gonna help me get Joe, and I'm gonna yeah. do this. Yeah, yeah. 
And <laughs> so just after the story came out, Tambari and Kanetsky go over to Montana. So at this point, like today in 2018, nine of them live in Washington and the priest uh, works in Montana. Okay. So two of them go over to take the priest. The choir sees them coming. He doesn't see them coming for a minute and then realizes everybody's laughing. <laughs> and as he says, it's very easy to translate the tag game into a homily. Our whole faith is founded on friendship with Christ. Friendship is holy. We all have a yearning for the permanent, for the eternal. With the friends who stick with you, you have that fidelity, that faithfulness. I got tagged right after that. <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> they're like we will tag you in the pulpit yeah we do not care and in fact nothing is sacred okay. quite literally sacred. oh you want to know at saint Al's church schulteis the senior his father passed away oh no and at oh god the funeral yeah <laughs> yeah oh. At the funeral. At the funeral. Uh, he's he said though. He's like, you guys know my dad. My dad thought this was hilarious. Of course, it's fair game. Yeah. So beef, Cafaro. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm gonna do it. And you know, all the guys come up. They take communion. They're sharing their condolences. And beef taps him on the shoulder and says, "You're it." <laughs> <laughs> Such that's they're honestly they're all there. The, yeah, they're all there. They're all being buddies. I think that's honestly gotta have helped him uh transmit such a very sad moment into kind of a funny, sweet, yes, more uplifting the funeral one. Tag. Yeah, the yeah. funeral tag has gotta be what that's called. And his friends are there with him. So yeah. so far, you know, we've had the trunk tag, we've had the Judas tag, mm -hmm. we've had it's open the, season. You know, Brian, run! <laughs> and then there's the zag tag. Okay. So this is in 2015. Tell people what zags are. Zags are what you call, like, people at Gonzaga mm -hmm. or the sports or whatever. Yeah. You'd be like, go zags! Yeah. And the, the mascots, Gonzaga University is a bulldog, and then G-Prep is a bull pup. Yes. This is important because they're like, oh, it's really hard to get Brian because at this point he was very rarely coming over to Spokane. But they find out he has tickets for a Zags home game. <laughs> okay. On February 28th, 2015. Shouldn't and have done like, that, Brian. Oh, yes. No. Shouldn't have done that. And so Tambari, who I think is my favorite of these guys, okay. gets the bullpup mascot costume <laughs> from G-Prep. <laughs> and goes into the bathroom, puts on this, which is like, he says this costume was made for a person like a foot shorter than Gotta him. Gotta be. Really hard to see through. Can't tell what's happening. He wanders out onto the court and the real bulldog is like, what? Yeah. What are you yeah. doing? The fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And he waits for timeout. And he walks down the aisle and hands him a note that says, tag, you're it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not the end of the zag tag. That is not at all. No. So okay. They swap it out. Akers, who's the guy who committed the Judas tag, is still delighting. He's the Loki of this pantheon. Yes. He, this is his favorite thing. So he texts Dennehy and he's like, give me the tag. You know, they've got hours left in the month. Okay. Like, the 2015 season is almost over. Yeah. So they all go meet Mangert up at JJ's. And 
Akers has snuck in and is hiding. Okay. And they're all celebrating Mangert. Like, you did it, man. Awesome. Great tag. Best tag ever. Right. He's so proud of himself. He's, like, really psyched up. And then he walks out to the bathroom. He's looking at the table. And all the guys are gone. <laughs> and he's so confused. Okay. And he looks around. And Akers, who has gotten the tag, taps him on the shoulder and says, You're it, Huckleberry. <laughs> <laughs> he went to so and much trouble. <laughs> he did. And he did. And he wasn't. He got to be not it for like twenty minutes, <laughs> like an hour. <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh shit! I've got to tag somebody. Clock is running out. Oh crap! Oh crap!" And they've all gone out to the truck, so there's nobody to tag. <laughs> so he just puts the bullpup head back on and flips them off. <laughs> yeah. And then says, okay, I promise not to tag you. Come on back in. Yeah. And they all have another beer together. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Oh my goodness. I think that's, it's such a fascinating part of friendships where you do come up with your own rituals almost and your, your own code of ethics. Like with you and I, like we don't violate safety. If we invoke yes. that word, that means you are telling the truth to the best of your ability and knowledge. Yeah. And, you know, I would imagine they had a similar understanding with the, if I say I'm not going to tag you, I'm not going to tag you. Yeah. You can trust like this. You can certainly connive with people behind other people's backs to pull off that kind of like, yeah. I'm going to pass the tag to you and we're all going to trap him. Like, that's hilarious. Yes. lying isn't funny. No. But, yeah, we have safety. Remember we used to play airplane tag? We played airplane tag is something I wanted to talk about, too, because that was, yeah. um, I still play it. Like, I still, I mean, Desiree will still send me pictures of airplane and say airplane tag, bitch. You know, and it, it, it doesn't count because you can't do it electronically, but it makes her happy. And that's what makes me happy. Oh, it was really fun. And the thing with airplane tag is it's kind of like this and that it never ends. It never ends. It's if you guys want to play airplane tag, it's a lot like, I guess, like how people would have played punch buggy. If you see a man made flying mm -hmm. object, you can just hit the person nearest to you and say airplane tag. And mm -hmm. uh, that's it they're it then but that doesn't mean that they have to be the one to tag you next with an airplane you can yeah if you see two airplanes in a row you can tag them with both you can double dip you totally sure. double dip i love playing airplane tag i there were a time or two where i think you sprinted across something that hit me for an airplane tag that's how aaron broke my nose Remember? Okay, I wasn't going to bring it up if you weren't. But. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My poor, oh, poor Erin. This was back when we had just been dating under a year, and she was trying so hard. She was gleeful in the car, pointing out the passenger window at, at you know, oh, Devin, look at this. And so I lean over, and she, she you know, moves her arm back quickly to tag me and just clocks me right on the nose with her elbow. Just... Boom, dude. Just terrible. Fuck, that hurt. You definitely see stars. That, <laughs> worth it. Worth it. Didn't make you stop playing airplane tag. It did not. It also, we were also taking my little brother bowling. It didn't make us stop doing that. We went to the doctor after bowling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you can play airplane tag. And you remember what we did with the green head in high school? That was like our version oh, of a fuck. giant tag, right? 
I hadn't thought about the green head in a really long time. Well, does it take you back? Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell them about the green head. A bunch of us, we called ourselves the usual suspects. It was a group of like seven friends in high school that all hung out and did stuff together and pretended we were witches and had powers and things. And uh, We were witches and we did have powers. Thank yeah, you. you're right. And also it's still true. So, uh, <clears throat> but we had, there was this assignment in senior studio, which was an art class you could take as a senior. And it was, um, concentrated art and you were trying to make like a portfolio in case you wanted to go on and do art in college. And we had to make a clay bust of someone. It could be, it was supposed to be a self portrait, but I didn't like the way the self portrait was turning out. And it ended up this kind of like weird wrinkly old man with a hooked nose and a big chin. So I refined it. So it was like the wicked witch of the West. But it was Mm -hmm. definitely one of those projects where you just, like, you get fucking tired of it. And you're like, okay, good enough. Mm -hmm. You don't have ears. You don't have hair. I'm done with you. (laughs) You already knew you were passing the class. You're like, whatever. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Ace loved me. The teacher was my buddy. So we were fine. So we get it fired. I paint it. And I don't remember why Desiree and I started this, but I guess it was, we were supposed to take these projects home and Ace hated it. Our art teacher did not like it. He wanted it out of there. So Desiree and I managed to sneak into the staff lounge, which was in the (laughs) art room. And we knew that Ace uh, was doing a cup of noodle for lunch that day. So we snuck it into the microwave so that when he opened the microwave, (laughs) the head would be in there. (laughs) okay that's really good yeah it was good she barely fit and of course if i think i'm funny i can't keep a secret so i'm giggling the whole class period thinking i'm quite clever but but, you know he thought it was he was uh, i love ace he was very charming thought it was funny but then he didn't give it back to me and we're kind of like fuck what do we do now Okay, well, I guess I've got a grade for it, and I didn't want it. I don't need it back. Okay, fine, whatever. I'll get it some other time. But a week later, he set it up somewhere in the classroom. And then from there, it just became like our group of friends versus, you know, a middle-aged art teacher on what's the weirdest way you can set it up. Um, It was probably more fun for him than just 24-7 trying to stop kids from making bongs. It had to have been. Had to have been. And dude, Ace knew his way around a bong. You were not going to surprise <laughs> that man. You weren't going to yeah. trick him. Uh, yeah. He's a ceramicist and jewelry maker who grew up in the 60s. He knows his yeah. shit. I think he had a blast. I ended up with uh, Lauren and Shay and I got his address from a phone book oh, and then God. reached out to the woman at the address who turned out to be his wife and we're like, awesome, we're going to do a thing to your husband's lawn, but I promise it's not bad. And we made a bunch of like, it was election season, so we made a bunch of like vote for green head signs. And at the end of the school year, went and campaigned at his yard for the green head so that when he and his wife came oh home God, from yes. something, you remember that? Yeah. He showed up and it was all over the yard. Good. But yeah, we did all kinds of stuff. We hung it from the ceiling. And at one point, Ace got really tired of the paint. So he put it in the kiln and the acrylic paint reacted and oxidized. And it actually turned into like a weird uh, gray green. Some of it was shiny. Some of it was blistery and peeling patina. We made snowmen outside of his window and then put the green head as the head 
in the snowmen. Yeah. Um, oh, I think I helped with that. You helped with well, that. The thing with the green hat is because it was ceramic. It took like some extra care <laughs> because you couldn't just put it wherever. Because no. if it fell on somebody, it would injure them <laughs> and break. And also break. Uh, their tag thing sounds way more straightforward, and I don't think the green head is going to be made into a movie. No, the green right? head is fantastic. Where's the green head now? I think Desiree has it. That was what I was going to guess. I think yeah. so. I've got I've got so many photos of it. You made a baby green head, even though you weren't oh, in crap, senior studio. Um, no, I just went to senior studio yeah. <laughs> a lot because I had nobody paying attention where I was apparently I think well, you had orchestra semester yeah yeah and I had band yeah thank you band uh, sorry th- no sorry. I think I had band if I no I already knew how to drive so I don't know why nobody cared or maybe I just didn't care and I skipped a lot but probably we had like or, or you know what I think it was is you your lunch. lunch than me yeah yeah because they had so many people on this little inexplicably california style campus oh god thanks thanks for that yeah for four seasons Uh, that was real smart kids yeah that they would split it so like some people would have lunch and then fourth period and some people had fourth period and then lunch Mm -hmm. and i would just come over on my lunch Mm -hmm. to the the art building yeah i made the baby green head you made the baby green head and you fed it cookies um we had a husband and wife team that taught mr huff and mrs huff Mm -hmm. you remember and they if I recall, had the same first initial. So I had Mr. Huff one year in fourth period, and he and his wife, depending on which class you were in, you were in different lunches. And I remember I read the wrong Huff, so I went to the wrong lunch and then was just so fucking embarrassed after lunch was over to go to his class. Oh, my God. Now I'd just be like, what up? That was your guys' stupid idea. And I know, right? As but it, at that age, you're just like, everything's probably my fault. Everything's probably my fault. I've done it wrong. And I'm uh, terrified of the truancy officer. And mm-hmm. I don't want to do anything wrong. And now am I going to be like the fat, awkward kid that interrupts class? Or am I the fat, awkward kid that waits in the hallway for class to be done and then go tell the teacher, hey, I missed 20 minutes of something I could have attended because I was too weirded out to come in? Yeah, it's the kind of problem that only compounds until you're like, maybe I'll just die mm-hmm. or something. Maybe I'll just get struck by lightning and we could have an earthquake. Really look at the time frame. Yeah, yeah. we can have an earthquake, earthquake right now or fire drill, and I'll just slip back in. <laughs> all quiet. <laughs> you never, never suspected. No, God, that reminds me of that fascist pre-calc teacher I had. He had this policy that if you were the last one back in from the fire drill, you would lose points for that day. I think you, like, didn't get your participation points or something. you got to be fucking um, kidding me. Oh, I would that I were. Would that I were. Oh. I remember he chewed me up one time because it was, you know, winter. Yeah. And I, I want to say, like, a theater thing had happened after school and... I, my ride wasn't going to be for another while. So I was like, oh, I'll go hang out in the library. You okay. know where the books are. Right. Like I love. Right. Because I'm a goody two shoes quilting drama band kid. Total milk who, toast. Yeah. And, and he like yelled at me because I wasn't there for the study thing. I'm like, I'm just like staying what? warm. And he's like, well, stay warm somewhere else. And I'm like, I, you're a high school teacher, dude. Yeah. Major malfunction. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I, I so for a long time I was like I want to 
yell at this guy. Mm -hmm. I want to yell back at him. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to make him understand that the sheer just, like, hostility he had toward, like, if you had anything before or after school so you couldn't come in and get the extra help he offered, he said you weren't really committed to passing the class. Oh, my God, right? Like, he made the boys cry. Like, it wasn't hard to make the girls cry. Yeah. But he made boys cry in that class because he would just berate people. Right. So, yeah, there was a long time there where I'm like, I want to double back and, like, tell this guy what a jerk he is now that I'm an adult. Yeah. And then I hit the point of, oh, now it would be sad if I did that. Okay. <laughs> I'm happy to just let this go. Like, he's, he's probably not teaching anymore. It wouldn't help anything and it wouldn't actually yeah. make me feel better. Um, yeah, I'm living well and it's the best revenge. He was really, really mean. And you know what? If you're listening to this dude, I hope you got your act together. I hope you were just having a really bad year and you went on to be a much more compassionate teacher. Totally. And I have a PhD now. <laughs> <laughs> I have a PhD now. That's what I want you to know. Liz is living better. I have been divorced and uh, only have a master's degree. But I still say, screw you, I'm doing better than you are, Charlie. I love that you brought in the stuff about the green head and about airplane tag. And we, for a while, when we lived together, hid one of those plastic masks, remember? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like white mask. blank mouth Fuck that mask. I tried to, I was very artsy and cool, everyone who's listening. And I still am. So you should, you should continue to picture me as the artsy, cool person I am. And I'm not at all cliche. So in 2007, cool. when I was doing, you know, art school, and I had my models wear those blank white masks and I took self-portraits in white dresses in a dead garden in a blank white mask. Um, yeah, we'll paint the picture too. What did your hair look like? Stop it. Nobody cares. We don't need to Which talk about that. Which member of Fallout Boy did your hair most <laughs> you can You can eat a fucking dick right now, dude. My <laughs> hair was glorious. My hair looked awesome. I looked like the scene boy of your dreams. You did, and your hair was easily replicable with hairs available in The Sims 2, which was great. <laughs> I was so fucking gay back then. You <laughs> were so gay. It was a very gay time for us. It was a us. very gay time in our lives. So yeah. uh, that white mask ended up getting, you know, hidden in, what, baking drawers, the freezer, mm-hmm. in somebody's bed. Um, yeah, I think my best was, like, tucked in the linen closet in the hallway, like against the shelves. <laughs> it's so, it sort so of mean. Tumble out. It's so mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the best. We had a laundry chute in that house, right? I think that got involved. Oh, too, dear God. I hope we never used it. It was a gateway to spiders. Mm-hmm. What an unholy tunnel that must have been. No, I I think the best scare. <laughs> the <of> your sex tape. <laughs> It is the unholy (laughs) tunnel you may enter. Um, The best scare I was. Abandon all hope. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot of hope. A lot of people have entered that tunnel. (laughs) Nice. Oh, dear. The best scare I was ever involved in, I think, is um, so my daddy's a hunter. And when my brother and I were fairly little, I would I was, you know, under 10 years old, and my brother's three and a half years younger than that. And he'd shot a bear, had it made into a bearskin rug, and it had been recently delivered to the house, and it lived on the back of a, a sea chest that we had. 
uh, because my parents also love antiques. Anyway, I know. I was going to say, like, name some normal furniture. You're like the bearskin rug, which was on the sea chest. Was that before or after the spinning wheel? Um, It was before the spinning wheel. It was at the same time as the settle and the dry sink and the sugar chest. Uh, It was before... The pie this safe. Is like a shiffer robe. <laughs> what are you about? Anyway, we had the bearskin rug. My brother was mm-hmm. small, but if you put a bearskin rug over him, he was the size of a bear. So I put him in the closet. He was probably five. <laughs> draped the bearskin. I rug like how over you're him. like a therefore b a therefore b. This was perfect. Can make him look like a bear. So obviously, I made him look like a bear and put him in the closet. Uh, duh. What else? I mean, it's what you would have done if you'd had a little brother. Instead, you had a little sister, and your father didn't hunt. So. You weren't afforded the same opportunities I was. I knew dad was coming home, so I stuffed my younger brother in a closet wearing a bearskin rug so that when dad opened the closet, Ian just went and (laughs) moved forward with the thing. And my six foot four, 250 pound father danced on his tiptoes and probably peed himself a little bit. (laughs) And just once he caught his breath, he was like, your mom is going to be home in 10 minutes. Get back in the closet. (laughs) Cause he's an asshole. (laughs) 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 Okay. But that, that is good. If you can dish it out and take it. Definitely. Definitely. uh, Can he's better at dishing it out than taking it. But that was one that he took very well. I, I can see how Ian turned out the way he did. Oh, my God. Growing up. With oh, all my that. God. My brother's butthole. My brother's favorite thing is to scare people. Favorite yep. thing is to scare people. Um, poor Kayla, the, the woman that I went to uh, Europe with when they first moved in together. Did you forget together. what Europe was called? Yeah, I did. I was going to say England okay. and then Ireland and then it was, I don't yep. know. None of yep. those places are places I went. Uh, he 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 like when they first got together and well when they first started living together she has this had this chair in their bedroom that she had clothes on so he like kind of took his pants part way off so that his legs were hidden but the the ends of the legs would be flappy so they didn't look like they had people in them and he arranged okay. himself over this chair as only the, you know, man that does all Guillermo del Toro's creepy. Um, yeah. The guy Doug that, Jones. Doug Jones, the guy that tweeted you that you're in love with. Call yeah, back. Exactly. There you go. So he Doug Jones himself into this chair, arranged clothes over it. So when poor Kayla comes out of the bathroom and her boyfriend is missing, the chair looks normal, full of clothes. So she mm-hmm. goes over to the clothes and then rawr, it's Ian and he's in clothes. Um, and I don't know why she didn't break up with him then. <laughs> oh, God. He really, that's one thing I do remember about living with you is your brother has a real commitment to, like, he will get in and wait in the closet <laughs> for a good, like, half an hour. He takes snacks with him. You. He's Ricker, like, really committed to it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I do appreciate a man who loves his craft so much. Yeah, yeah. It's really just whatever it may be, woodworking or spinning mm-hmm. or jumping out at people and yep. scaring the shit out of them. Yep. Now, I personally am not a, a fan for myself, but I yes. do like it executed well and then taped and then I'm reassured. <laughs> I, would, I would not recommend to anyone ever trying to startle Liz because her reflex, my reflex is to freeze and Liz's is to punch. 
to flail out. <laughs> so do the scare it with depends. me. If I think something scary is happening, then my hands go up to my mouth like a little schoolgirl. They do. Yeah. But and, you can get but, clocked yeah. on the way. Those hands could have yep. been out. You're clocked on the way, too. Yeah. Or if I'm startled, I'm just, uh, a lot of things can happen. Yep. You're just, you're spinning that Russian roulette <laughs> chamber there. I don't recommend it. <laughs> I don't if I have to if I have to do damage control, but I recommend it if I'm there to to hear about it later. Oh, <laughs> hmm. uh, the jump scare. The thing is people don't have to make an effort to scare me. I, I'm scared by everything. Good everything God. startles me. The wind picks up a little bit. I sneeze next to you. Yeah, that's very startling. <laughs> that's my reaction when people sneeze like a good solid 90% oh my God. of the time. If it's a loud sneeze, I don't want to say, God bless you. I just want to be like, fuck you. Fuck you. It's loud. <laughs> it activates your, that, uh, I, mi, mi, uh, you're a misophone, misophone when it comes to sneeze. It activates mm-hmm. your fight response, that uh, gif of the mother panda bear being super fucking yes. startled when her baby sneezes. <laughs> That's entirely you all the time. That is entirely me all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do not like being startled or being tickled. I like being tickled if it's, I mean, for me, I equate tickling with sex. So um, I don't. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, I don't mind the like playful, like tickling of ribs. I don't really like people touching my underarms because it's mm-hmm. just like a place where I'm like, no, that's clammy and gross. Don't touch that. And I'm really mm-hmm. ticklish on the bottom of my feet. And I don't necessarily like that just because, again, I'm like, oh, feet are gross and I'm going to kick you. Like, I'll do that reflex mm-hmm. thing. Um, but I like the playful rib tickling. You don't like being tickled. Mm-mm. Especially, like, mm-hmm. I would maybe worry less about ribs, but I feel like there's very little rib to get. You're either going to get tummy or you're getting boob. Exactly. And I don't want to get poked on either of those. Yeah. Somebody's finger just like, ha ha. Yeah. yeah. That, that, nope. It's a good Nelson impression, though. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I would find this tag game very stressful to participate in, but I would love to see it. I, would I you? That would be so. F- I would help. You know, okay. I'd be a tag wife and yeah. be like, "Run, run, <laughs> <laughs> go, my darling! I'll save them off." Yeah, but you would throw my comforter on him, <laughs> <laughs> like a bird that had gotten into your house. <laughs> I walked on my pillow. <laughs> I know. I'm on the phone. <laughs> oh my god! I love it. Yeah, just slow him down like that. That's a happy thing. I love people goofing around. I love people having positive mm-hmm. fun with other people. That's why I'm so excited. It's Hoop Fest this weekend. It's oh, the, yeah. the, the three-on-three basketball tournament, which almost everybody participates in. Yeah. And I just think it's the sweetest thing because it's like, it's not about being really good at basketball. No, it's, <laughs> it's not. just about playing three-on-three basketball because it's fun. It is. And they, they definitely have brackets. There are some people that go yeah. and they want to win Hoop Fest, but most of the time it's just like, we're three dads and we wanted an excuse to take our cooler downtown, have a court mm-hmm. to ourselves, and goof around with other dads. Or, you know, not yeah. to gender it, but that's who I see mostly, are these really out of shape dudes in, like, 80s workout gear. Gorgeous. Ugh, wonderful. Delightful. Yes. Yeah. So that's 
I, I just think we all need a little more play in our lives one way or another. Oh my so God. Don't start about play. You know, that was my thesis. We'll talk about the positive effects of it all day long. But like I said, I, I, or like you said, I'm really glad that you brought up that it's an example of this like non-toxic masculine physicality. Yeah. And it's competitive mm-hmm. and yeah, but it, it comes from a place of like, I'm we're playing and everybody's playing. That's why I tend to not like pranks is I think often they're like coming from a really imbalanced place yes. of like, haha, you were scared of me because I look like a person who might kill you. Yes. And that's what I like about this is like, even though, you know, they're CEOs and lawyers and priests, mm-hmm. it's, they're still 15 years old mm-hmm. running around, you know tackling each other yeah. or coming up with elaborate schemes. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, everyone who's participating is in on the joke. So that makes it yes. okay. It's never at the expense of someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they all take turns being it. Yeah. That's the way it should be. Yeah. It sounds like it's not uneven. Like if you're it, you don't have to go into friend jail, you know, and yeah. <laughs> pay everybody $400. It's not punitive. It's just like, ah, oh, fuck. Okay. Ha ha. I'm it. Great. It's like they're all trying not to be it. But as soon as you're it, you get to do the most fun part. You do get to do the most fun part. Yeah. Like you said, you, you form alliances and you get other people to help you and uh, that's yeah, wonderful. There's one. I can't remember which one it is. One of them is very into costumes. So he'll like dress up as an old lady and like get you in the grocery oh, store. Oh my or, god! Or be a panhandler and then spring up at you. I hope that's beefy because I'm already <laughs> in love with him. It's a good name. Oh yes. I, I I love the tension of the priest just standing there having to like go through the rest of mass. Uh-huh. These guys are just waiting there. Uh huh. Uh-huh. No, that's, yeah, that's like some, some BDSM foreplay kind of shit. Just like, yeah. go for it, Padre. Mm-hmm. We're going to get you in the end. Yeah. <laughs> so to speak. So to right speak. Here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's up there and he's like blessing stuff and talking about God and just going, could I fit out the window in the bathroom? <laughs> could I, if I would just like walk right. really fast. Right. Right. And put some of these like nuns between me and them. Can I pretend we are out of communion wafers and I have to go into the back? <laughs> yeah. And never come back. Never. Just don't do it. Can I hide under the altar? Do they still make priest holes? Are those a thing? (laughs) (laughs) Well, props for that deep cut. Yo. (laughs) On it. Thank you, Philippa Gregory. (laughs) Without your sex in Tudor times books, I would know nothing about Protestants versus Catholics. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. And without Philippa Gregory, how would we know that people in the 1500s called things sexy? <laughs> I would have no idea. I would, yeah. would none at all. Oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, the Inlander article is called From Spokane to Hollywood. It's from a couple issues back, but you can read it online. Brilliant. It's got uh, it's kind of about the movie, but it's also about mostly their stories good these are a bunch of spokane boys made good good doing their thing chasing each other around and they're like this is great this is the thing we're known for like (laughs) (laughs) we are doctors lawyers priests and philanthropists or you know whatever they are i'm sure they've done more than play a really long game of tag (laughs) But but this is what makes them special. This is. (laughs) Yeah. So that's the story of Tag that is now a Hollywood story, but it was a Spokane story first. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. 
uh, I'll probably not go see that movie. I'll be honest. I pro- I'll probably watch it on a plane at some point when I see 90% of my movies that aren't about My Little Pony. <laughs> so, <laughs> Being a parent sounds really glamorous. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> You're really, really tuned into what's happening in the world. <laughs> uh, so if you want to get tuned into what's happening in our worlds, which is usually memes about ghosts, yeah. then you should find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to catch up on other stuff. Oh, I think we have some patrons to thank. <gasps> we do. I can, never, I can never remember who we've already thanked. I don't either. Patreon. Let's thank them again. Yeah. Why not? If you want to be one of the patrons that we thank, then you should come and go to patreon.com slash wageabrods and you can see stuff like, oh, me visiting the mystery soda machine. Yes. Is that the kind of thing you like? You can go do that. I made a little video when I was in Seattle last time. You did? Okay. So patrons I want to thank are Tony, Molly, Mark, Ellen, Laurel, Jason, Lucille, Heather, Lisa, and Mark with a C. Mm Mm-hmm. Mark with a K and Mark with a C. Thank you to both Marks. Thank you. And put my computer back. <laughs> thank you for being patrons and everybody. Thank you for listening. Yeah. I'm so sorry we had to miss last week. We'll try to stay on a good release schedule. We will. And yeah. That's it, right? That's it. I mean, well, there's there's some things we want them to do. Mm-hmm. What are those? They are live weird. Die weird. And stay weird, friends. Thank you for listening. Thank you for Play listening. Weird. Nah, tag your it. <laughs> <laughs>